Hello and welcome back to the First and Ten podcast. Uh, I am Dave, I'm your host. It is another episode of uh, True or False. Um, we've got three great guests, guests tonight. I'll get straight into that. So first up we've got Lee from our Chargers podcast and some of you remember him from uh, the draft previews a couple of years ago. So uh, how are you, Lee? Yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah, good to kind of get together with a, a kind of new group, really. Um, you know, talk some other things apart from Chargers all the time. Not that we you know, not that we want to not talk Chargers, but yeah, good, good to be here. I mean, and like a spoiler, we have got a Chargers question coming up, so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Should be an interesting topic anyway. Yeah, and um, next up we've got Ollie, who's uh, representing the Giant podcast. No. Yeah, as uh, Lee says, I couldn't be happier to get away from talking about my team. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's basically just a nice little break from having to talk about uh, the depressing reality that is Jason Garrett is offensive coordinator and injuries every week, so it's all good. I should have thrown a question in about him, but I uh, didn't manage it. And then finally, we've got James from... I don't know if it's our newest podcast or second newest, but uh, from the Shuffle the Pack podcast. How are you, James? Yeah, not too bad. I like it. Well, I'm pretty happy about speaking about the Packers at the moment. Everything seems to be going right, which undoubtedly means that it'll soon, uh, soon fall apart. But at the moment, it's all, all looking good. But uh, yeah, good to talk some other football. Yeah, we've got some uh, sort of differing fortunes represented so far, haven't we, the, uh, two weeks in. But um, I mean, we'll sort of get straight into it. So for anyone who hasn't listened before, um, I want to give out some statements. I'll ask the guys whether that's true or false, and they're going to tell me why it is or why it isn't. So, I mean, first up, first question it is Adam Gase will be the first coach fired this season. Um, Lee, go on, take us away. Is that true or false? It should be true, shouldn't it, really? I mean, it, he's, he's not a, a coach that, head, uh, not a head coach that fans really kind of warm to wherever he goes, nor the players really. And if anyone's watched the Jets, not that you would if, unless you're a Jets fan, and even then, questionable. They're just bad, aren't they? They're just definitely the worst team in football. And, you know, the Jags kind of did him a favour in the preseason, I feel like, by, you know, getting rid of all the players and kind of taking all the negative attention. But the Jags have actually had a bit of life in them, whereas the Jets, not so much. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, should be whether he should have got the job in the first place would, would be another question, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a true for me, for sure. I mean, you're our like, resident college expert. I mean, obviously, Darnold, not that not been in the league that long and uh, sort of mm. good reputation coming out of college. Do you think, I mean, is, is it his fault? Is it Gaze's fault? Do you think when Gaze finally goes, will he be able to sort of kick on a bit? Well, I mean, if they carry on the way they are, they're probably going to have Trevor Lawrence next year, aren't they? So yeah, he'll, be, he'll be moving on as well. I mean, Dan was a good quarterback in, in USC, and I actually had him quarterback one for that class, um, the class that Baker Mayfield went and won overall. So obviously, I think I thought he was good um, a few years ago. I just think he's not been put in a good situation. You know, he's had a lot of change. He's never been given good skill position players. Their skill position players are all injured at the minute, even though, you know, we probably question their ability at the best of times. And, you know, they tried to get a new offensive line and whatnot. And as much as Beckton looks good, he can't cover five spots, can he? So, um, yeah, I just think he's been put in a really terrible situation. I think, um, you know, if they do get the under one overall pick, he'll be out of there. And it might be good for him, to be honest with you. So um, I think it's, it's a case of the franchise not being in a good place. And that's really kind of stopped his growth. Because we've definitely seen some flashes from Sam Donald. I don't think he's been terrible. Um, he's not been great neither, though. So, yeah, I think a, a fresh start would do him some good, is my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Ollie, what about you? Adam Gase, first coach by the season? Uh, well, it definitely should be true, shouldn't it? Uh, I think he's almost undisputed worst coach in the league. But um, I, I, I think 
I could honestly see the Jets going for a total reset here and included with uh, firing Adam Gaze. I could also see them as they're looking like they're headed for the number one pick, also taking Trevor Lawrence, going for a new quarterback. They've just gotten rid of Jamal Adams and just saying, look, this is a completely new team and basically just say new era, get rid of the head coach, get rid of the quarterback and going forward and trying just a total reset. Yeah, it'd make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? They're uh, <laughs> they're not really heading in any real direction right now, are they? Yeah, and uh, I mean, Donald did make a nice touchdown throw uh, last week, but it's, uh, at the end of the day, they lost by twenty points to a Forty ers team that had about half their starting lineup missing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it, to be honest, I just I, I just think it's it, 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 definitely time to get rid of Gase. The question with Donald is, you know, third year rookies, you sort of say this is the year where we know what they are, but we still don't seem to know that with Sam Donald. And uh, I, I guess it's just whether you want to stick with him for another year or go with Trevor Lawrence, who seems to be an exciting prospect. Yeah, and it would be tough to pass up Lawrence, wouldn't it, if, he, uh, if they're in that spot? Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I mean, It'll be interesting to see if they listen to the trade offers as well for for the number one pick. I mean, this is assuming they'll be the number one pick. I think it's almost decided already, to be honest. It, it looks like a shambles pretty much, doesn't it? It, it is nice not to be the worst team in New York. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly can't see anything other than them getting the number one pick. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, well, let's... Two trues then, but James, uh, what about you? True or false, Adam Gase will be the first coach fired this season. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough one to argue against, but I feel like I'll, I'll zag because everyone else has zigged. I'm going to go with, although there's no doubt that Adam Gase does need to be fired very soon if the Jets want to have uh, any success in, in the near future. I also think you've got to make a case for, for Matt Patricia. In, to his third season now as, as Lions head coach, and he's got an overall sort of coaching record there as nine wins, 24 defeats and one tie. Now on, now lost 11 straight games uh, as coach. And in the last four games they played in, so dating back to last season, they've blown a 10-point lead somewhere in the game. And so from a coaching standpoint, he really isn't it uh, as the, the head coach. He's proved that from time to time again. That's what you, you pay big money for is to get you over the line. He's got a team that has enough talent that should be winning a lot more games than they are doing. I mean, they've got Matthew Stafford, Stafford who you'd say is arguably top 15 QB, and he's, they're still struggling to pick up wins. Obviously, I know that Stafford was injured for a good portion of last season, but I just don't think that from what he's done this thus far is, is good enough. I mean, Gase, there's no doubt he's a very, very poor coach, and I think it's a very suspect hire in the first place. Still... Overall, um, he's sort of when combined with his time in Miami, he's around sort of 30 and 36 all the time as, as a head coach. So, still much closer to 500 than Patricia, which is, is saying something because he's not been great. So, I'd say Patricia probably deserves the, the boot first, but uh, I think Gates will probably follow him quite close afterwards. I mean, I mean, we covered the Jets basically, but I mean, <laughs> the Lions are another good case. Do you think they're a team sort of ready for a reset or are they sort of a bit close? Because I mean, so many people had them as their sort of dark horse, didn't they, come into this season? And then, I mean, they don't look like that sort of team right now, do they? No, definitely definitely not. I mean, 
there's a lot of Lions fans sort of mocking those predictions early in the season. Clearly knew something that a lot of the sort of football media didn't, which is we're still the Lions, so we'll still find some way to to mess things up. And uh, and that seems to be invariably Patricia at this point because there's no doubt that there is there's talent on that that team and they should be doing a, a lot better than than they currently are. Definitely. I mean, I'm a Patriots fan. I was not unhappy to see him uh, head out of New England to go there. So, uh, yeah, hopefully he doesn't come back because, you know, that would be dreadful. But, um, yeah, so, well, two for Gase being first coach fired and one for Matt Patricia. Um, Well, next up, I've already mentioned we have got a Chargers question coming up. But, uh, well, here it is. So, Justin Herbert will start for the rest of the season for the Chargers. Um, We'll leave you till lastly. Um, uh, Ollie, what, what are you saying? True or false? Um, I'm going to go with false on this one. Other than the fact that uh, Anthony Lynn has said that if Tyrod Taylor is fit, he is going to be the starter. I think there are also two glaringly sort of rookie mistake plays uh, from Justin Herbert at, uh, last week. Um, you had the play action, which he did to the wrong side, which was quite funny. And then you had the one, uh, and then he had the play where he's running for a first down. And then just as about as he's about to cross the line, he throws into double coverage. And I, I just, I just think if even if you had Ray Mysterio at quarterback, he could have seen a better look than that. <laughs> and uh, it's just, honestly, there's just uh, he, he only had to run a couple of yards for first down and throws into double coverage. I just, uh, I, I think that is a glaringly enough bad of a bad mistake for Antonio to say, yeah, he's not quite ready for it yet. Yeah, and uh, Lynn did come out and say, "What is if Tyra's a hundred percent healthy, he's going to be the starter?" But I mean, is that just giving a way out? <laughs> he's like ninety-five percent, and we could just keep him at the side. But uh, who knows? But yeah, he, yeah, definitely made their mistakes in the end. I mean, I guess he will learn from them, won't he? But yeah, <laughs> they were yeah, they were obvious mistakes. I mean, you, you must be used to that seeing Daniel Jones still make them after a year in <laughs> into his career. Uh, well. <laughs> Less, um I mean, honestly, he's he's worked on the fumbles. That's that's looking good. Um, that it was just what he's he's only made one throw really that's been like bad, and it was after a seventeen play drive where he absolutely owned one of the best defenses in the league. So I I would just like to say you know there is there is more far more positive than there is negative from Daniel Jones at the moment. And obviously this is talking about Justin Herbert who was long predicted to be the next Giants yeah. quarterback. Uh, yeah. But decided to stay at Oregon. So, yeah. uh, he was the one in the build-up, wasn't better. he, all last year? That was uh, predicted to go there. All the yeah, imports. Exactly. Right. Well, so, a false there. Um, James, what about you? Justin Herbert will be the start off for the rest of the season for the Chargers. I mean, I did say yeah. that injuries are an exception here, so we're not counting if uh, he picks up an injury at some stage. <laughs> Should have said that at the start. But uh, tr- true or false? On false, again, uh, in a similar fashion, just because of the strength of Anthony Lynn's statement after the game. I, although I disagree with, with Anthony Lynn, I think that at this point in time, Tyra Taylor's a, a progress stopper. I don't really see what he offers you at, at, from a Chargers perspective. Yes, he might pick you the odd win, as we saw against the Bengals in week one. But ultimately, your future is Herbert. And if it was me and it was my team, I would be wanting to hand the reins over to Herbert to give him as much playing experience as possible. We've seen throughout Tyrod Taylor's career, his ceiling is 
a middling starter and his floor is is one of the the, the lower end QBs in the league. That's why you can you can pick him up in free agency for for nothing. So, I mean, I, I was looking at some stats prior to the, to this pod, and in his whole career, he's had one game that he's passed for over 300 yards, um, and he's started 47 games in in the league compared to Justin Herbert, who's had one start and already sort of passed for for over 300 yards in that once. Now. Yardage is not the be-all and end-all by any stretch of imagination. There is an awful lot more to, to playing quarterback. But um, I just think that in this day and age, most rookies, they get in, that they stay in. We saw that with, with Baker Mayfield against the same Tyrod Taylor once he, that injury sort of came apart. And he never left the side. And I think that the Chargers would be best served to do that. Um, you know, on the strength of what Anthony Lynn said, it seemed almost a bit mysterious with, with the comments that he came out afterwards he kind of flamed Herbert which was a strange move I think said he's a backup for, for a reason uh, which I thought was a bit harsh because I thought on the whole he had a pretty a pretty good performance but um, yeah, I think that's false but um, no, if I was a charger if I was Anthony then I would be making the switch at this point yeah I mean there was just a different feeling about it wasn't there um, when he was when he was sort of, when you saw him coming out in that first play it just felt like a different game with that Tyrod there, he's not exactly inspiring, is he, Tyrod? I mean, you, you know exactly what you're going to get with, with Tyrod, as, yeah. as I say. I mean, he's a, he's a steady-as-you-go quarterback. He's a, he is the definition of, of a game manager. He's probably not going to cost you the game, but he's, but he's not going to win you the game. Whereas I thought that had they, the charge of actually have gone for that on fourth down, there's a very good chance that Herbert against the sort of reigning Super Bowl champs could have come out with a W, which would have been absolutely huge. So... I think it's a bit harsh, but no, I think they're going to stick with, with Tyrod for the time being. Clear this, they did in camp. Lynn wasn't happy with him. He's going to sort of stay stay the course with his original plan at this point. Yeah, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Well, I mean, on to Lee, our Chargers fan. I'm sure you can hear a bit more of an in-depth uh, version of this on the Chargers podcast <laughs> this week. But um, well, true or false? Yeah, yeah we'll definitely be. We'll definitely be talking about this one when we <laughs> yeah. get together tomorrow night. Um, I wish, I, honestly, as a Chargers fan, I wish I could say this was going to be true because I think you said it right, Dave, a minute ago, that the feeling was just completely different. Like, obviously, we we didn't even know. You know, when I saw Justin Herbert out there, like, kind of in shotgun for the first snap, I thought, where's Tyrod? Like, is he, is he like, split out wide or something? Is it like a trick player that they're opening up with? Because it was completely bizarre. So, like, to, it was completely unexpected. And the whole game, you know, started off and it was a little bit nervous because you think, obviously, Justin, I think Oli mentioned this, he does have his faults. Uh, one being that he does kind of trust his arm too much and falls into double coverage and he doesn't read the defense very, very well at this point in his career. And after he, like, had a pretty decent start, obviously scored on the opening drive and looked like he could move the, the offense pretty well. It was like, okay, this is, this is pretty good. This is really exciting now. And then, obviously, went through the game and... He was pretty exciting the whole way through. Definitely made some errors, for sure. I'm not going to say that he played the perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, as Ollie said, the, there was a couple of pretty obvious errors that, that kind of came up. But I think the guys have said it right. Anthony Lynn's come out and he's been super bullish about this. And um, kind of the tone of some of his answers haven't been very helpful, I don't think. I think the words, what he's saying, I think I can see where he's coming from in terms of he's a backup for a reason because... Like the guys have said, he definitely has his faults. And he, for, for me, when I was evaluating him last year, when I was looking at the draft and things like that, his mental side of his game isn't there. He wasn't asked to do things like read the defense, make checks at the line, things like that at Oregon. He wasn't in a super like complex offense either when he's coming to the NFL and we're asking him to do loads more. 
So I can see why the kind of brakes were pumped and we kind of wanted to take it a bit slower with him. And I was on board with that. I was actually pretty happy that he wasn't going to start the season. And I had been saying on our podcast and like another couple of podcasts that I've been on that I'm quite happy with Justin Herbert just to be redshirted this year and just go through. However, now we've seen him for 60 minutes, the feeling kind of changes because you think, well, what what can we lose? You know, Tyrod kind of stuttered to a win in his first game and kind of the team won in spite of him rather than because of him. And like James just said, you're kind of going to get that with Tyrod a little bit. But for me, as a Chargers fan, I feel like the Chargers have got such good skill position players that you can kind of have a quarterback like that. And especially after the year last year when Philip Rivers cost us loads of games with his poor ball security, you kind of think, well, yeah, we'll settle for a year of Tyrod, you know, not having 20 interceptions and three per game in some sentences. And we'll see what the defense can win us and see what Keenan Allen or Snecker can win us on offense. So we're kind of settled in for that. I do think it's going to be false. I do think Anthony is going to be, he's ready to die on Tyrod's hill for this. And he'll probably, you know, face the wrath of Chargers Twitter, just like he did yesterday when these comments came about. Came about. But I really wish it was false. I mean, I'm willing to give Tyrod a, a, a game or two more. Um, I want to see him play well. Obviously, I want to see, see the team win for the first and foremost. But it's a kind of the, the Baker situation again in Cleveland where he'll face obviously the crowds aren't there, but he'll face calls to be replaced like as soon as the the results aren't going that well or even the performance aren't going that well because the Chargers fans have had their appetite wet now by Justin Herbert's performance on Sunday. So, yeah, overall, I think it's going to be a false, but I, 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 um, I wish it was a true. I, I kind of want to see it now. And that was me. I was positive on Tyrod before, as I say, and before the season. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a false. I think Lynn's going to stick to his guns and, and probably stick to his guns probably too much and for too long, to be honest. Yeah, it's hard because I mean the rest of the team are, around him is pretty damn good. It's a, mm. a championship sort of contending team. It's just that quarterback and I mean Tyrod yeah. oh, sort of takes you out of it a little, doesn't he? And sort of that Almost. ceiling with Tyrod's a bit of a a problem. Yeah, I mean he's like I think James summed it up really well. He's, he's the epitome of a game manager. Um, yeah. Maybe that's what we needed after, like I say, after the turnover fest that we had last year. But we are super talented elsewhere and the defense is like it's been showing over the past couple of weeks it is a, a, a league leading defense not maybe not saying it's number one but it's definitely in the top three or five for sure and you know you can lean on that you know we've seen it in the past where teams have lent on the defense and gone really far into the you know the playoffs so whether that was going to be the formula whether it's been a massive spanner throwing the works because of Herbert's performance we don't know but there'll definitely be calls for him to come in um, as I say and, you know, if it happens, then you know, it's going to be a roller coaster because he's not going to be perfect. Those mistakes that we saw on Sunday are going to show up again and he probably is going to cost us a game or two. It's an argument to say he costs us on Sunday. I'm not in that camp. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a roller coaster no matter what. But it's definitely an exciting roller coaster with Justin Herbert on the centre. And, uh, well, it's obvious, but it feels just like Tyrod in Cleveland, doesn't it, really? Baker Mayfield comes in and everyone's yeah. actually excited about it. But you can see it in the rest of the team, can't you? You see that they're sort of pumped up and ready to go for it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the, the, all the guys on Sunday after their you know, post-game interviews were kind of yeah pumping him up and giving him praise and things like that. Austin Eckles actually come out today and said it was actually him who made the error on the, the, the play that, that Ollie mentioned earlier, but I don't know whether he's kind of covering for him. Um, but it's, it's kind of good to see if it is. I guess the only thing that I'll say is like a bit of a, uh, a caveat to all what I've said is whether I don't know whether this is kind of thinking a bit too much outside the box, but whether Anthony Lynn is actually just being a bit clever and just maybe keeping things under his hat, knowing that he's going to play Herbert and he can kind of hide behind Tyrod being injured on Sunday. 
and he can throw him back in. Maybe he just want, doesn't want to tip his hat to the Panthers that we play on yeah. Sunday. So, I, mean, I did wonder that, that if, uh, when he said about him being 100%. I mean, yeah. it's not the worst place to get your first sort of proper start either, is it, against that Panthers team? Yeah, for Panthers. sure. And against the McCaffrey-less Panthers as well. So a kind of gummy Panthers, let's say, toothless Panthers team. Yeah. Well, so three forces there. Um, well, next up, another young quarterback. And... Uh, so uh, should say this is for real life, not just fantasy. Um, but I mean, Kyler Murray is a top ten quarterback. True or false? Um, James, why don't you lead us off on this one? So I'm going to say false. Um, I've been very impressed over the first two weeks of this season with what I've seen from from Kyler. But and it's a big but. I still think he's very new to both the system uh, and the NFL. I think that from his Sort of game perspective, he's. I still think he's thrown too many interceptions. Obviously, already thrown two this season and only two touchdowns. Obviously, on the ground, it seems that's where he's made the biggest leap this season. But you've got to think that there's going to be certain teams this season that are going to be able to take that away. And when it when you're relying sort of solely uh, on your running, you need to be able to beat teams on the pocket. And I haven't seen enough from sort of Kyler at, at this point. I also am a bit of a sucker for, for experience and, and I do weigh in when I'm sort of ranking my QBs. I, I want to have seen them do it at the biggest stage, taking their teams to, to, to on playoff runs, made the playoffs, that sort of thing. So I do weigh in experience uh, quite heavily when I'm, when I'm making a list of, of QBs. In fact, all this exercise I did just that and sort of went through my top 10 and, and I, I do have a lot of the, the more veteran guys making that list just because they've been... <clears throat> been there seen it and done it all and I think that when the, when it comes to sort of money on the line time late in the season or in January where you really need someone to step up and give you a drive down four points late in the game and you need a touchdown I think you really want to lean on on that experience as we've seen time and time again so although I'm very excited to watch Kyler Murray at this present time and say he's been one of the a bit of a revelation thus far this season and he's certainly made the Cardinals a very watchful side think that at the moment I wouldn't quite have him at my top 10 I'd probably have him pegged around the sort of 15 16 mark at this present time but with very much the arrow on, on the up at this this point yeah that's fair enough so uh, Lee top 10 quarterback for you Kyler Murray I I would say yeah I would say this is a true I would say just about um I'd probably have him ranked a little bit higher than James uh, if he's saying he's around the midway mark um, I guess because of my college leanings, I kind of go to the opposite way as James. I kind of favour the younger guys, of which obviously Kyler is is one. Um, I kind of did, like James would, did like a bit of a list beforehand to try and draw up my, my top 10. I think I can just about squeeze him in there. Um, I feel like, you know, you've got maybe the top tier, you've maybe got the top three that I think are pretty much cemented for everyone in Mahomes, Jackson and uh, Russell Wilson. Then after that, maybe you've got your tier two. And I mean, I mean, it depends how big your tier two is, but Kyler maybe does about just fit on there. Um, after that, it gets pretty hazy and you can maybe, you know, it's a bit, a bit of a damp mess in the middle where you've got, uh, you know, the pretty average quarterbacks that you kind of just think, well, they've got a job because, you know, they've got a big contract or they had one good year or something like that. And I think that maybe you could fit Kyler Murray in at about the number nine or 10 spot uh, in this conversation. Um but yeah, my, my, my top 10 are definitely can probably had a lot of the younger guys in rather than the old experienced guys. Uh, but yeah, I, I think so. I think this is a true for me. Yeah. And um, 
I mean, that's where this uh, come from for me. I was trying to make that list, and I think I once once I got past four, I mean, I'll just put Watson at the top of that next group. But after that, you could pretty much just draw him out of a hat, and I'd probably accept it as an order. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's where this come from. So yeah, it's a tough one. Well, we got one apiece. Ollie, you've got the uh, deciding vote on this one. Which way are you go? Well, I'm going to go with True with this one. Uh, we've seen the quarterback position sort of evolve over the last decade. You know, the likes of Cam Newton and. Lamar Jackson, and uh, the fact is, Kyler Murray, uh, when he gets his legs going, he looks electric, and he's out there breaking guys' ankles and uh, just looking brilliant, to be honest, and looking like he can contend for MVP. I know it's two weeks, but, you know, it's uh, been a good showing so far, and he's got the wide receivers to do so. You know, you could DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald. I don't think there's a much better wide receiver pairing you could ask for a young quarterback. And you sort of compare him with the sort of quarterbacks you'd have around that number 10 spot, maybe like Matthew Stafford, maybe like Drew Brees, you know, guys like that. They don't, they aren't really playing that well at the moment. And, uh, you know, what have you done for me lately, to be honest? And Kyle Murray has uh, done a lot. As simple as it is. Yeah, so... I mean, <laughs> that sums it up. You told, told covered it pretty well, yeah. So two for uh, Kyler Murray as a top ten quarterback. So I mean, he is a top ten quarterback. We decided. Um, <laughs> so our fourth and what well, not final question. We still got our. Well, it's true because I said I was going to come up with a name for that last bit last week, but I didn't. But um, yeah, one final question before we get there. So it is the Vikings will finish as a bottom five team this season. Um, so I mean, here we go. First. Lee takes away. I would say this is false. Um, I mean, two weeks into the season, obviously not had a great start. However, it's kind of an unexpected start. I think they were a lot of people's favourite for the NFC North. They were my favourite for the NFC North. So I don't know if, again, that shows up my powers of prediction aren't very good. But um, yeah, I I still think this team's a really talented team. Um, I think they've got too much talent to be a top, uh, sorry, yeah, like a bottom five, top five draft pick, whichever way you want to look at it. you know, they've got too much too much going for them. Uh, they've got dodgy offensive line. Kirk Cousins is not looking great. But the defense is still pretty good. Um, and they've got you know, some good skill position players in Adam Thielen, you know, Dalvin Cook. And as we said before, when we were kind of talking about the draft, uh, sorry, not the draft, the Jets, sorry, um, there's a lot of bad teams out there. So the Minnesota Vikings should at least rise above four or five of those to, to, to kind of escape this, uh, well, not prize, is it, but this uh, this labelling, I guess, that we're going to give them. But So, no, it's a, it's a false for me. They're just too good, and I don't know if that's a, a thing, really. I don't know if that's a bit of a cliche, but no, I just think they're just too good. And, um, you know, the Lions are in there for one, so they should beat them a couple of times. I mean, they've had a lot of changes here, haven't they? There's a lot of rookies on that roster now, and I mean, it felt like they were going to be one of them teams that suffered a little from this little preseason, didn't it? Hmm. Yeah, they did. They made a lot of draft picks, didn't they? But, you know, they made a lot of good picks as well. You know, there's some of those players that they picked were really positive. Some of the players that I liked uh, quite a lot throughout the draft process. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Overriding, overriding feeling is just they just they just won't be. They're just too good. Uh, maybe Zimmer's getting a bit uh, sort of over the hill and kind of a bit stuck in his old ways. But uh, he's still a good coach. Still got good defence there. And that should should see them through in some tighter games against the lesser teams off the face, I feel. Yeah. Uh, Ollie, what about you? Um, I'm going with true on this one. I've, so ever since since you put the question forward, I've been trying to think all day of five teams that are worse than the Vikings at the moment. And 
I've got the Jets, the Dolphins, maybe the Panthers, and then I'd say they're on this, about the same level as us in the Giants. Um, the thing is, after week one, I was thinking, oh, maybe they were just a bit unlucky. You know, they were the first team on the Aaron Rodgers uh, front office revenge tour, and maybe they just got the worst end of that. But then uh, the same thing happened against Philip Rivers, and I can't really defend that. And uh, I, I just, this, this is a Colts team that lost to the Jaguars. You know, the team that everyone was saying are tanking for Trevor. And I just, it's really not looking good. I, I, I just, at the end of the day, I just can't pick five teams or worse. And that's all it comes down to, you know, trying to think of your bottom five. And other, I'd probably say the Giants, are, maybe if you're being generous to the Vikings, you could put them above us. But other than that, I don't know where else you look. No, I mean, if they are bottom five, is it just a sort of are they cleaning house there, just starting again, or well, what do they uh, do if they are to, in that position? According to uh, a certain James Hill in <laughs> ways, um, you, they've got, apparently there's some kind of crazy plan going on, which involves uh, Trevor Lawrence in this and uh, getting rid of Kirk Cousins. But to be honest, I don't see them blowing everything up just yet. I see them playing it safe with Kirk Cousins for at least the remainder of his contract. But yeah, I just think it's going to be a, a tough few years for the Vikings and hopefully, you know, things get, do get better, but I don't see it going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough, isn't it? Uh, what about you, James? Uh, true or false? I think you've got a deciding vote here. Yeah, so I'd love it to be true because uh, there's not much more I enjoy than, than the Vikings fans suffering. Um, I'm supposed to hate the Bears, but I, I really, truly, deeply hate the Vikings. I think their fans are abhorrent. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to say false in, in this matter. Um, I've seen the Vikings in a close and personal for a number of years and I, I trust Mike Zimmer too much to turn things around. He's a very good coach. Um, there's a reason why... That Viking team were always there, thereabouts at the playoffs mostly every year, is because they're usually pretty well coached. Now, obviously, both of the other guys have mentioned that they, they lost a lot of talent in the off season, and they obviously are relying on an awful lot of young players to come in and fill the, the gaps. Which obviously in a normal season is, is hard enough, but when you've had building time, um, not no preseason, it makes that very very difficult when you're relying on so many young players. I think that they will start to, to turn the corner um, eventually. I'm, I'm not going to say they're going to make the playoffs, and I'd be very happy if, if they don't, but I, I don't see them as a, a bottom five team. They've still got Alan across that roster, stars in, in, in Dalvin Cook and, and Thielen, who I just think will drag them to at least a risk-ish record by, by the end of the season. And as the other guys, I made a sort of brief list of, of the, when it's all said and done and shakes out the, the bottom the end of the season likely to be hovering around those top five picks and talking about with sort of Washington, the Jets, Washington, the Giants, really, uh, Dolphins uh, and Jacksonville. Obviously, Jacksonville will be a bit fruity the first two weeks, but uh, eventually talent will, will show and they'll probably pull down. So yeah, I'm going to say false, but um, I'd very much like. And um, I mean, Cousins has obviously been 
pretty bad the first two weeks. But we have seen these little slumps for him before, and he does tend to sort of at least be okay, doesn't he? Like last season, I think the first few games he threw about three times a game, didn't he? I think, and uh, everyone said he was finished. But I mean, he's, he's going to get better, isn't he? He's a he's a point five hundred quarterback. He has his whole yeah. been his whole career. He'll win you as many games as he'll as he'll lose you. He'll throw some stupid interceptions, but he'll also throw some very pretty deep balls. He is what he is. I think the money that they've given him and to re-sign him, you know, you sign him what is a, a middle-of-the-road quarterback at the end of the day. But um, that was their decision. Again, one I was probably quite happy with that they were happy to, to sort of take him on for a few more years. But um, yeah, he is what he is, really. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I mean, that brings us to the end of our, uh, our uh, prepared questions. And um, those of you who have uh, listened before know at the end we do um, a special one that no one has uh, had before. Uh, no one knows what's coming up um, and they have to say it's true so I mean start these answers off with it is true because so I mean we'll start with you the I'm giving you the exact same one that Ash got um, the Chargers would have been so much better off if Eli Manning would have uh, played for, if Eli Manning <laughs> wanted to play for us and I wouldn't have got stuck watching Philip Rivers for all these years hey <laughs> uh, yeah i thought someone might enjoy that one well i mean I, I guess it is true because i mean eli did win a super bowl didn't he so or two was it um or was that the defense that won one i can't remember um yeah it's it, it's one of them isn't it where yeah he had a better career than philip river so yeah i'll say it's true because of that fair enough i think that's pretty swallowed, much what I swallow very <laughs> hard after saying that i mean these questions have sort of become the eli manning questions it seems i think uh, that's three now <laughs> and uh, it's about to be four so ollie eli manning's two rings were such flukes that i do not even count them myself okay well i mean obviously there is a point that gets thrown around a lot that oh you know the defense won those championships for you and i mean ultimately if we didn't have that defense uh tom brady it would have just been a shootout between Tom Brady and Eli Manning. You know, who can say who would have won that? I'm not allowed to whilst answering this question. But um, I guess, yes, I, without that front four uh, and, and both Super Bowls, uh, they never would have been... Um, we never would have been able to beat or stop Tom Brady. And I guess those two amazing throws were just absolute flukes. It's great to hear someone finally admit it. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, so, James, final one for you. Aaron Rodgers should just be benched now. It's time for the Jordan Love era. Well, I mean, we've uh, I think we've seen enough from for Aaron Rodgers at this point. We, we, we know we know his ceiling and his floor. Obviously, his ceiling is a uh, Super Bowl MVP. You know, MVP of the league. We know that. We don't know about Jordan Love, and this is the exciting new era that we need to to commence and, and start as soon as possible. Who knows what uh, what Love, what experience we've got in for him? And for all the reports from from camp, it's uh, not great, but uh, at least it will be new and exciting. It's not, you know, it's always winning the NFC North is you know, it does get tiring after a while. So eventually, you've got to give give the others a bit of a chance. That's that a good one. I'll give you that. It's, it's the same situation as the Chargers with. Uh, Tyrod and Herbert, really, isn't it? Just, yeah, just... absolutely. As I say, he, he, at this point, Rogers be a progress stopper, isn't he? You know, yeah, just you've got to let the, the young blood in there, get, get, the, get the reins early. James, you're going to hear my excitement when I was talking about Herbert before. You don't want a bit of that. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, that, that was a yeah, pretty, pretty good answer there. I'll give you him. Well, thank you, 
to all of you for coming on again. Um, where can they find you? Uh, Lee, where, where can they follow you? Yeah, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, my personal handle is at Wakefield90. You'll hear some Chargers stuff. You'll probably hear some Leeds United stuff as well. I don't know if you'll follow me for that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> like to sort football, like to sort the draft. Uh, obviously, like to sort Chargers as well. And obviously, podcasting-wise, you can find me on our Chargers podcast, uh, which we record every week. Myself and Ash, who I think we was on. Was he on last week or the week before? Can't remember. Uh, yeah, last week, Ash, yeah. Yeah, so obviously you've heard us both now. So, um, you know, we, we do just talk Chargers, so you're probably not going to listen to us if you don't support the Chargers. But, you know, um, come and join us if you want to. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I mean, what, you've got your college podcast as well. Any others? Yeah, podcasts, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I do have college podcast. Yeah, full 10 yards college football podcast. Uh, do that every once a week. Um, yeah, just talking college football, really, as it says in the tin. Uh, so if you want to talk about the draft, if you want to hear us talk about college football, um, you know, add another layer to your college football, sorry, to your football excitement, watch and, and listen to us talk about college football. Um, yeah, every week on a Wednesday that comes out. And uh, every every week a new conference is coming back at the moment, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's all a bit of a mess, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, just reading as I was uh, on my phone here, as, we, as the other guys are talking, that another game's been cancelled this weekend. Uh-huh. So it's just another mess for us to kind of wade through um yeah it's, it's heavy going this year with all the covid stuff it's not quite being as dealt with uh, as nicely as the nfl is dealing with it but uh it's pretty difficult to control 130 teams isn't it so um yeah it's, it's a tough one but you know we're getting some football out of it which is the main thing and hopefully you know some some good draft picks at the end of it as well if that all goes smoothly nice and uh james where, where can people find you yeah so you can follow me on twitter it's at james waggy uh, on twitter if you want to see me um, tweet about how good Aaron Rodgers is and um, how bad Nottingham Forest are, then you can uh, you can follow me on there. Um, uh, our podcast, we've got a, a social channel, which is at Shuffle Pack. So myself and Gary uh, have now got four episodes sort of detailing the start of the season. Uh, obviously, an episode out, came out today as well, which is sort of talking about the against the Lions on the weekend um, and then start, start to preview the, the, the Saints game, big Sunday night football game this week, and that will in you sort of throughout the season so yeah so at james waggy on twitter and at shuffle pack and then obviously podcasts are on either spotify or Apple. nice and um ollie what what about you the uh newly named giants podcast where, uh yeah fun? so if you want some focused giants ramblings then head to at big blue pod, at big blue pod uk Oh, sorry, at Big Blue UK Pod. It's a new name. I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> I, mean, and, I did um, see someone thought you were a Chiefs fan earlier. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. There's, it's, clearly, it's very confusing. Um, not just for myself. And uh, so if you want to see some focused Giants ramblings, uh, head over there. If you want to see some more sort of general ramblings, just about whatever, then head to at Regen Ollie on Twitter. And uh, yeah, but go listen to the pod. Me and Wes do it once a week and uh hopefully things will get more positive but if you just want to hear two people talk about how depressing their team is every week then worth a listen yeah i mean with washington winning last week that, that was the one last season but you've uh, taken over so that's good yeah, well it's it's <laughs> tough without saquon well yeah make, make sure you give that should have uh... been, <laughs> been the podcast name <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is actually a good name to be fair. Uh, well make sure you go and uh give all three a follow and uh yeah this is all them pods um but well that is it for this week then um yeah it, uh hopefully it sounds smoother than it actually went uh when it comes out <laughs> there's a few issues but yeah they should uh all be cleared up but uh well until next week uh, again thank you to everyone for coming on but and uh we will see you next week <laughs>